Welcome to Mission Revive, a podcast dedicated to hope and healing through God's transforming love. We're your hosts, anchored in truth and armed with faith, are changing the world and reviving hearts with Jesus, one conversation at a time. Hi. Welcome to this episode of the Mission Revive podcast. I'm Bob Newberry, and I'm a board member of Revive Hope and Healing Ministries, a collection of Catholic apostolates impelled by the Holy Spirit. And my partner for today's podcast is Ann Costa, founder and executive director of Revive Hope and Healing Ministries. Welcome, Ann. Thanks, Bob. Thanks. It's good to be back. Um, we're going to be talking about a very timely topic right now, and we're very blessed to have with us today, Kathy Maurer, who is the Vice President of um, Patient Services at Compass Care Pregnancy Centers. And they've been in the news uh, recently because of some unfortunate events that took place. And then we ended up uh, ending up that, that week that those last couple of weeks with a, a huge victory for uh, what they stand for. So we've got a lot to talk about today. So Kathy, thank you for joining us. Come right on and we'll talk about your services, your experiences, and what's been going on these days. Well, we're not bored. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I appreciate that attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about Compass Care Pregnancy Services? Sure. Uh, I'm happy to. Thanks, first of all, for having me on. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> uh, Cubs Care has been around for about 20 years, actually, in the Rochester area. Um, prior to that, we were called Crisis Pregnancy Center, um, it, Pregnancy Services in Rochester. And uh, around the year 2001, 2002, Compass Care was established and became a medicalized pregnancy resource center offering not only pregnancy testing, but also the use of using the use of ultrasound, limited obstetric ultrasound, and only medical personnel to care for patients um, overseen by a medical physician uh, since that time. And uh, we have continued that and <clears throat> expanded our process to include STD testing and treatment, and then uh, abortion pill reversal as well. That came on at 2014, so we've been doing that since, and then also some post-abortion care for those women who do not have medical oversight. They, um, this is much, much newer uh, because they're, they're obtaining their abortion pills online now through the mail, and so they have, they're abandoned or they're abandoned by the medical world. And so they started calling because they were uh, afraid, um, concerned about things. And so our physicians decided uh, we're not gonna be part of the abandonment. We're gonna step into that gap and help them process not only physically what's going on, but emotionally and help uh, avoid this um, unfortunate decision from occurring in a, in a future pregnancy. And so uh, the Lord has made a way for us to be able to, um, you know, care for them uh, even, even in this season afterwards. So just so grateful. Our primary focus is on pregnancy patients, mm -hmm. um, those who are in the middle of their decision, 
Uh, last year, we served over a thousand patients across the Compass Care uh, region, and, uh, which is really upstate New York. Now that we have uh, operational presence in Buffalo mm -hmm. and Rochester, and most recently the Capital Region as well, uh, where we're seeing patients. Wow. So, congratulations! Yeah. I didn't realize that you were in all three cities. What a, yes. what a wonderful presence! Yes, yes. What That's a hopeful presence! Yeah. Thanks be to God for that. That's Amen. awesome. Amen. We're very grateful. We're a Christ-centered ministry. Our focus is on the gospel. Everything we do is to proclaim uh, the, the, the saving grace of Jesus, because no matter what's going on in life, um, we really, we can't do life without him. <laughs> so uh, we're intersecting the woman in her crisis, critical moment of this pregnancy. That's, uh, that's what he's called us to do that's how we're reaching them yeah okay. well you're surely you're surely our brothers and sisters in christ you know this is a catholic podcast but uh you know this is the truth and this yeah. is the way that 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 jesus wants us to love and minister to our 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 that's fellow right. our fellow human beings our family in christ a body of christ and yeah. um so we are just so blessed to have you i i don't i have so many questions to ask you but i'm i particularly want to say that um thank you for the aftercare for the abortion pill because it is i've i've, I've counseled and talked to more than people that i would want to know that have experienced that um trauma i mean it's a literal right. trauma right. and and it's and it's life-threatening i mean it's a life-threatening situation that women are being put in and just sent out the door into That's their right. homes and and i'm just i'm just so grateful to know that in the continuum of care that you offer which is comprehensive that right. that is also a part of it so absolutely. that's good to know absolutely and we also do although our our, our focus is very much on caring for that individual in the midst of her pregnancy decision on a, from a medical standpoint, we partner, we collaborate with those who are expert in the other resources beyond what's going on here. So we're very much in partnership with those who offer material assistance or counseling or the post-abortion counseling type of thing or uh, financial assistance, uh, child care affordability, you know, things like that. So. We're very connected, ongoing education and, and job placement. That's not our specialty, but there are those who do it. And we're very connected in our communities with those who do, very, who do that very well. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Kathy, would, would, you, um, would, would you uh, agree or, I, I saw a recent article that talked about in, in light of the, uh, the recent Supreme Court uh, um, uh, over, overturning of Roe, that uh, that abortion providers are really kind of uh, uh, pivoting and uh, a new marketing plan that that looks at the uh, uh, the use of the, uh, the the pill and 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 would you and first of all is is that an accurate description of of things going forward and and secondly if it is. I would anticipate that that part of your your work is just going to grow tremendously. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Unfortunately, that is that is the trend, uh, Bob. There, the we call it the chemical abortion. I, I hesitate using the term medical because medication indicates help, 
and chemicals much more accurate description of what is happening. Um, so there are two pills when it comes to the abortion pill, what we call the abortion pill. There's a pill that's called Mifeprex and a second pill that's called Misoprostol. That's actually four pills. And they're taken about 24 to 48 hours apart from each other. So um, that is now has become, as you said, a, a new sort of marketing uh, in anticipation, in my belief, and in, in anticipation of this overturning of Roe, but leveraging the COVID pandemic, they went telehealth and teleabortion is what we're calling it. And they began to mail pills to women who were requesting it. So that is the trend. Now, overall in the United States at this point, somewhere over 50% of all abortions are chemical. They're not yet purchased online, that's growing, that number's growing. So we saw, I think over 120 teleabortion businesses in the United States by the end of December, 2021. So it went, it just, it just skyrocketed and used the pandemic as an excuse to now mail pills to, in my mind, a 14-year-old who gets a hold of a credit card and an ID, and you don't have to see anybody. You don't have to, you don't have to visually see anybody. You don't have to go to a doctor. You can text and say, I am 25 years old. Here's my ID or whatever. I'm 35 years old. Uh, I, I have, here's my ID, here's my credit card. And they'll give you the medication in the mail site unseen. Uh, so how can people call that progress? How, how can, can they women call it? Call how that can progress? They, yeah, how can they call it medicine? That's right. So, uh, Bob, to your point, the that is the problem, as we say. That's the problem. That's the trajectory where where things are headed. Um, but uh, we were seeing this. Many pregnancy centers and pro life agencies were seeing that the writing on the wall, and so we've been actually developing. Uh, a telecare, what we call telecare, a telehealth program process to engage the, the woman who's seeking an abortion online through the mail. Uh, we've been in development for that for some months actually, including some testing we did in Texas uh, for Texas phone calls. Um, and then when once, honestly, once the, um, what happened in Buffalo, which I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about here where we were attacked, viciously attacked, really by what we would call terrorists, by, by breaking, breaking glass and throwing in fires, uh, firebombing our, our facility, somehow then that was the Lord's way for us to be, to be really get some national recognition. Mm -hmm. And suddenly we had help, help with the telehealth. And so that pushed us forward fast nationally. We are positioned right now to be able to launch this very soon, this telehealth program, which will help any pregnancy center in the United States who's able, who, who is willing and able to accommodate uh, women who are seriously considering abortion, they can also jump in on this. So it just, it, it kind of, it kind of blew up in a very good way. <laughs> um, and we're in the middle. That's probably what I spend most of my time on is telecare development right now. Um, and our big leverage point is all the risk involved in doing a self-managed, what they call a self-managed abortion at home. There's so much risk for hemorrhage and for infection. Complications are one out of 20. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, no, no. 
It's no, it's 20%. I'm sorry. It's, it's 20 one out of five. Yeah. Yeah. One out of five. five, one out of five are at risk for complications. It very well could mean they needed a uh, follow-up surgery. Um, and these are related to studies that have already been published where they've already tried this, uh, you know, the chemical abortion uh, and grabbed some stats in, um, in Finland. So not even the U S so anyways, that's, that's the, what's going on, but that's our response. And we're letting, getting the word out there and, and helping as many as will be a part of this by praying, um, by, um, you know, partnering even with, uh, you know, finances and with, with just resource, with support, because the pregnancy center down the street may very well need that care, need that support uh, from that's, their community. That's you know, wonderful. Kathy, I, um, you, you said something that I hadn't even anticipated or thought about it, which, which is uh, uh, way up high on the shock scale. And that is uh, young kids getting access to a credit card and a fake ID, which happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the time. All that, the time. That, that is not yeah. something out of the ordinary. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't mean to add shock to it, but it, it, this is the reality of the situation. Bob. Absolutely. Yeah. There are, um, there are characters out there who will obtain the pill and continue their sexual uh, predator, their sexual, um, the 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 prostitution the the trafficking, trafficking issue because they're going to force their their slaves to take it they will and they're going to be able to get the pill because there's no vet there's no real vetting we in fact we we have um done a little recon work and discovered just how easy it was to get it just takes 250 dollars you can get your own pills and uh there's no there's there's nothing that would stop of them from sending that to you. There's no vetting. There's no anything. It just it just opens that industry up even more and uh, and supports their their nefarious activity. And a lot of people think that trafficking is something that you know happens in Thailand or something like that. Right. But there are a lot of young women, teenagers yeah. in in uh, your neighborhood. Okay, yeah, uh, that right. have fallen into it that might have a drug problem that are doing these things and that you think it's their boyfriend, but it really is their right. traffickers. So, I mean, we, you know, this is not, this is not everybody else. This could be right in your own backyard, in your own family, extended family. So this is kind of the context in which, you know, we're working now. We have, and uh, it's so, um, it's so wonderful to see that you're being so proactive in, you know, they'll move one piece of the chest part and we're going to move the next one, you know, and we're just going to keep doing it because we know it's powers and principalities, but, you know, we're, we're right. right in there, you know, that's we're right. right in there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Then that's our hope. And, and I mean, in addition to all that, uh, that, that the Lord gives us the resource and, and strategies and things like that, ultimately he's King. And so we have that going for us too. Yes, know? we do. We've, he's already won this battle, right? He's right. already won this war. So I just want to make sure no one was, no one was hurt during the firebomb, correct? You, you know, nobody from Compass Care was hurt. However, there were two volunteer firemen who needed to be, go to the hospital and be treated. They had been released and they weren't serious injuries, but there was an injury. Okay. Okay. And we're not being told about all the other things that are happening. I'm understanding right. there's a lot going on. 
that was maybe the first most visual uh, situation. But yeah, since that's this, right. this is getting, since this was overturned, we've yeah. That, that there's. I a, just uh, yeah, I just was reading a press release that was just put out. Local police are engaging in over sixty locations that have attacked. Uh, that have been attacked by pro-abortion terrorists, so over 60 so far. So some of it's graffiti, some of it's breaking glass, starting fires, threats, things like that. We were, we, you know, we were getting threats through Google or through, you know, social media or whatever. Uh, people were, were outside our, our building saying, you know, we're not going away, things like that. So it, it was getting a little, it was getting a little hot anyway. Um, right. But then they, yeah, they, we were we were we were moving towards stepping up security and and then this happened um but uh do you feel you know, Kat, i'm sorry for interrupting do, no, okay. kathy do you do you feel that you're getting adequate support from the law enforcement community i'm going to tell you um bob unfortunately not a single arrest has been made in all of those 60 all over the nation not a single arrest has been made um, the, the Buffalo police, uh, the local police were very much uh, working on it and they thought they felt that they were close and I'm not sure if they are or aren't because you know I'm not, I'm not privy yeah, to the, the, the yes. information and I could understand why that is. But uh, the FBI was involved as well and we just haven't seen anything, uh, hardly an acknowledgement that that this is going on. It's just a scary time when you feel that vulnerable and all you're doing is trying to serve women. That's really what we're doing is serving women. We're medical personnel serving women. And it's hard to understand why this is, this makes sense. Like, how is this helpful? I know when I, it was so, in, well, it wasn't it, it was disheartening, but the day that this happened, or within 24 hours or whatever, I think even the afternoon or whatever, when it hit the papers that that occurred in, in, in Buffalo, there was a special report and our governor was coming on. And there was, my heart leapt. I thought, oh my goodness, she's going to address this. She's going to, you know, I, I thought, oh, wow, you know, maybe there's hope still in New York State. Yeah. And, you know, and then it was all about, um, you know, the budget. It was about the budget. That was it. Yeah. It was she was passing her budget or something like that. And I was just yeah. like, oh my gosh. I mean, there hasn't been a single peep, not a word. No. Um, which means that that those who have that in their designs, there's nothing to deter. There's nothing really to deter. That's them. right. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. In fact, I believe that Kathy Hochul signed um, some legislation that would promote the investigation of, of small pregnancy centers. Um, like the next day, I think she signed that the next day, which is like a slap in the face. You know, we injury. That we, Absolutely. Yeah. We no knew that was coming. Yeah. And uh, so, so that means that pregnancy centers in New York state are going to have onerous uh, legislative in, in interference. Right. Uh, that's, that's not um, on scale with what Planned Parenthood Correct. Uh, deals with that is uh, right, but, but they're going to be you know scrutinized to the point where people are afraid they're they're going to go out of business. But oh, absolutely, we know that we know that we're protected in some ways by a good power. So we're hoping that doesn't happen. Right. Yes, I mean it, 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 to say right. that this this is a true battle we're in. You yep. know, we're, 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 we're for women, for women yes. and children. 
Yeah, yeah. I liken it to, uh, honestly, times, uh, one of my favorite, my favorite heroes is Harriet Tubman. Um, <clears throat> and she, you know, she's five foot tall, right? A, 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 a African-American woman in the South, enslaved. And yet something about it is like, nah, I'm not going to stay this way. And she not only got herself free, she went back and she went back and she went back. People were saying, don't go back, don't go back, Harriet. And, you know, when we look back at that, she was like pivotal in history of, of changing. And she's changing the course. She saw at least 70 people set free. Then she went and joined the, you know, Union Army to, to go <laughs> help and be a spy, you know, in the... And I'm like, I'm just so like humbled because her circumstances were so dire. Everything was like, and she had a, a bounty on her head and she's just pushing through. She had no idea she was in a moment in history where we would read about her in the history books, right? Mm -hmm. I believe we live in that time frame, like that this, this reversal of Roe after 49 years, I, I didn't know that I would ever live to see this happen. And here we are you and and yeah. and me and all of those who have been contending for the unborn yes. and for their mothers we have our eyes have beheld it and we were part of this mm -hmm. and we and, and and i don't know i'm just i just want to own that moment like this is a yeah. moment in history yes. we're living it it's unprecedented 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 yeah. in this country that's right. We experienced this for this population of vulnerable people. We've been there before. That was a wonderful analogy. And so now what? Our fight is just beginning again. You know, it's just right. we're energized and we know, yeah. we know that, you know, we know that there's hope and that we're going to continue to go on. I, right. oh, it was so poignant. And I think I thought about all the women and men who since 1970 in New York state, because it was in 1970 that the first abortion was performed right. on a Sunday morning down on Genesee street in Syracuse, right in my hometown. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yes. The first abortion in this country legally huh. happened here in Syracuse, New York at the yeah, Planned Parenthood yeah. that still stands today, uh, down on, uh, Genesee street. So, yeah. um, there's been women and I think of the ones that went before and have already passed away and hadn't seen it. I just felt the whole of heavens, you know, hallelujah. <laughs> Those people. Yeah. Big party. Thinking of they, they know what's happening and yeah. Yeah. I'm just so grateful that you're, you're doing what you're doing because you're giving true comprehensive care. You're, you're, you're really giving medical information. You call it ethical ethical and confidential services for women That's that right. they, they don't get frankly um a lot so uh right can't underestimate people need to know the difference between what you're providing and what uh like say a Planned Parenthood or an abortion sure. center is providing it's a very different approach to the human person the human experience yeah. right and That's the dignity right. of women yeah, that's right. We believe that 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 care should come. That medical care, true Christian medical care, should see the the person as a whole, and that any medical condition that they might have to deal with is really per, perhaps something that the Lord is allowing to rightly align that person to Him. Like we should look at it like that. And so that's our intention: is not just look at that the physical, but the emotional and the spiritual. Some people don't aren't aware that a women, uh, based upon studies, a women who've 
had an abortion uh, are at 81% increased risk for a mental health diagnosis at some point in their life. That's an 81% increased risk. And we share that with our patients. And I'll often say, now I suppose that makes sense because although the circumstances are very real that you feel, they're very loud and very real. There's a quieter inner voice that sometimes isn't heard until a year or two or five down the road. And perhaps it's wise to take just a minute in this safe space and consider how you actually feel about abortion. And can I tell you that uh, the vast majority of our patients are abortion-minded, but the vast majority will say, well, it's not like I like it. And I'll say, well, you don't like abortion? And they'll say, well, no. And I'll say, why is that? And they'll say, because obviously it's taking a life. So, and some of them who are, uh, they, they will say, they'll be in tears and they'll say, I'm pro-choice. I can't believe I'm saying this. And I'll say to her, this is not a voting booth. Don't worry about it. This is not, a, this is not political. This is your life between you and what's going on inside. And if you have faith, what's going on with God, that's what's, that's all this is right now. And it gives them time and space to just be themselves without the rhetoric, without the pressure of all the external forces, because we believe that no sane woman actually truly wants an abortion. They don't actually want it. It's still undesirable, yeah. but it feels like they're forced into it based upon cultural standards, stereotypes and pressures. I've got to do this. They feel stuck. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, entities, abortionists are willing to help get the problem out of the way rather than come alongside her and help her find the courage to, to really just to, you know, to make a decision that reframes her future, that allows her to say yes to life and yes to what I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was struck by uh, a, a couple of things as I wandered through your website. It seems to me, I don't know if this is an accurate characterization, but it seems to me that you're, uh, you're engaging clients in a, uh, uh, a decision-making process. You're, you're not mandating a direction. Correct. And, um, and I, uh, uh, Man, that, that's powerful in and of itself, right? Yeah, it's empowering. Um, but uh, in, in, in power, empowering. Um, but I also noticed that uh, your your client reviews are overwhelmingly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got people have to go to your website and look at your your uh, uh, the graphics are they're they're overwhelmingly positive. Yes. Uh, on the quality of care that they yeah. receive from you. And then another graphic I, I, uh, I noticed, um, uh, looked at uh, three outcomes for decision-making, abortion, parenting, or adoption, and uh, uh, compared to the Planned Parenthood numbers, your effectiveness in helping people um, in an empowering way, opt for parenting, is it's just it's huge. Sure. Uh, and um, sure. The numbers speak yeah. for themselves, you know. And I, yeah. I, Thanks for pointing uh, that out, Bob. Yes, our our 
we have in all of uh, the Compass Care offices, including telecare, we have 20 uh, professional registered nurses and with nursing advanced degrees as well, nurse practitioner, nurse, uh, certified nurse midwives, who they love their job, they love their patients. Um, and one of our core values is dignity. Another one is relationality. We believe that by engaging this woman as though she were the only person on the planet and communicating dignity in a way she's never heard before, in a way she's never received it. That's why our offices look the way they do. That's why we treat her in a way that is, well, is right because she herself was created in the image of God and therefore has this value that is beyond comprehension, the same as her child, but we just have her in front of us. And so we want to communicate you're valuable because I don't know, but maybe she's never heard that before, which might help you understand why she doesn't have value on the one growing inside. Right. She herself doesn't feel it. So we're, we're sure. going to do all we can to communicate dignity, your worth more, you know, all of my time, you're worth all of my resource. Um, and I think that the patient reviews speak for themselves. They, it's true, Bob, many, many women will hug me, will say, can I please hug you? I've never received such care before in my life. Uh, let alone in a medical office and a yeah. medical space. Yeah. Yeah. Great work. Thanks so much. Great. You know, I, I lived near uh, um, uh, one of the hot spots on the Underground Railroad. Oh, did you? Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just a few miles from my home. And, and uh, uh, I'm sure Harriet Tubman uh, was in my backyard multiple times over the yeah. years, you know, and yeah. And she's That's a hero right. of my. She's a hero of mine as well. And is uh, it right? <laughs> um, and uh, thank you so much for what uh, for what you do. You know. Oh my goodness, it's my pleasure, and it's you know honestly a fulfillment of what I believe God called me to in the first place. But I I had no idea when I said yes to in two thousand and nine to this wow. work. I had said yes to stuffing envelopes. I happened to be a registered nurse, so they got me on in that way. And uh, here I am, the VP of patient services, helping to, in, yes. in the middle of this season of, of the overturning of Roe is just like, um, yes. God is gracious. He's gracious and yeah. kind. Yeah. Well, and can, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Ian. I was going to say, how can we help? I mean, how can we help? Is that, yes. um, you know, people want to do something to help. What do you need? And uh, let us so know. Much. Yeah, thanks so much for asking. And um, first of all, what you're doing right this very minute is is more than I can say. When you can when you can record and get the word out to others, it's a huge asset. Um, but for those who are listening, um, the very first thing I I uh, I ask people to do is just to simply pray. You know, there are people. I was just talking to a young man who said he's been praying since he was seven years old for the overturning of Roe. He's now about 37. He's over 37. So over 30 years he spent for the over, overturning. I'm telling you that prayer works. And so that, I'm not just saying it as a rhetoric thing, as a thing to say, I believe prayer works. And so those who are listeners and, and also pray, uh, that's the number one thing is to pray um, that 
that we really continue the abolition of abortion in America. So Roe, reversing Roe was a big deal, but now you know that New York's gonna be a hotbed of abortion. So we've got our work cut out for us yet, correct? And yes. so pray that God would give us resource, people, wisdom, strategy, and finances, of course, to do the work that he's called us to do, not just here in New York, but the Lord has given us a national platform and we have the ability to reach over 900,000 you know, women in the United States through all the pregnancy centers in the United States uh, in three years. We have the possibility of that. It's just a matter of how do we, how do we get there? We always have to have a vision and we just go there. We need prayer first. The next thing would be to petition, especially in New York State, petition those who make the laws um, to, to compel them. I mean, it's what we do. We call, you know, and we petition our legislators and, and even law enforcement in this case um, to, to help really communicate that pregnancy centers are here to help women in this comprehensive way. And um, we do have a, 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 a place where you can sign a petition. Uh, it's at prolifepregnancycenter.org, uh, prolifepregnancycenter.org. It's a petition that will go to legislators about, you know, stop picking on us, basically. You know, let's, let's be reasonable. Let's be reasonable about this and take another uh, look at protecting pro-life centers, pro-life pregnancy centers, rather than it, um, letting them, um, you know, be vulnerable to the, to the coyotes out there. Do you know what I mean? So, yes, yes. And then uh, partnering by staying informed on the developments of the national pro-life movement. That's the other thing. And, and it sounds like you all have been doing that very well, but just, just, uh, uh, on Compass Care and ErasingTheNeed.com, that's our, our, um, our, our supporter-facing website. It's not the patient-facing, it's a, um, ErasingTheNeed.com. There's press releases regularly that will help you know how we're doing and what the national landscape looks like. Our CEO, uh, Jim Harden, is regularly putting out communiques in this time where things are changing and changing and changing. And more and more going on. I, I like to stay connected that way to find out what's going on in the national landscape and how can I be a part, you know? God, I think has a place for everybody who's willing. Whosoever will, he's gonna He's gonna say, yeah, I'll plug you in right over here. So, um, yeah. yeah, but thanks for asking, oh, really. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Great. We'll put that all up in the notes uh, next to the, to the uh, when we produce this and make sure that people have access to those uh, websites and Great. resources to inform themselves as well and keep on top and see how they can be a, a, a warrior, oh, a soldier sure. in this fight. Yes, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure of it. You know, Bob, you mentioned uh, something about the three, the three options, which are, are fairly obvious to us. They're not always obvious to the patient who's in crisis but it's abortion, adoption, and um, parenting. I just want to. I just want to just mention that we will often, um, if there's a woman who's interested in adoption, we actually refer them to somebody in Syracuse, to an agency in Syracuse called New Hope 
family services. So um, when there's a when there's an uh, adoption interest, so we've got we've I've been there once, once or twice. I've been there. <laughs> Right. They're a wonderful resource, a wonderful organization. Yeah. And thank you because we'll probably have them on too. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Because like you said, the, the, the power comes from us staying connected with one Amen. another. Amen. I'm all about collaboration. Absolutely. I think that the Lord in, in, uh, in the, the gospel of John, uh, Jesus prays to his heavenly father about the unity in, in, in chapter 17, the unity. Like he's like, let them be one as just as we're one. Let them be one too. I think that blesses his heart when we do that, when we link arms and mm-hmm. and uh, focus on what he's focused on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm all set, Ann. All right. Well, we've got a lot to share with everybody. So oh, excited. God. Thank you so much for taking time out of this historic time frame here. Absolutely. Kathy, and I hope we can talk again and we'll uh, we'll just bless you and pray for you and everybody. Absolutely. Here care and all of your patience and sure carry on thank you so much no thank you thank you yeah my pleasure my pleasure yeah see you bye-bye we are grateful that you joined us today for another episode of the mission revive podcast we humbly ask for your prayers as we continue in the mission entrusted to us to evangelize and revive hearts with jesus We would also ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast or making a financial contribution to support this growing ministry. You can do this by visiting our website at revivehopeandhealing.com or through our Revive Hope and Healing Ministries patron page. We cannot do this without you. Thank you.